0: This is the Action Network Podcast. And it is good. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch.
1: They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown.
0: You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <laughs> Big
1: bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right.
0: That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to (laughs) bet. And we are underway.
1: Welcome to the Action Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Anderson, and this is another episode of Strong Side Fridays. I'm joined, as always, by Raheem Palmer, getting you ready for some week four NFL action. Today, we will hit some injury news heading into the weekend and then jump into the Sunday slate. We will fade the public. We'll try another all-day parlay and hit our game of the week. Then wrap up with some Friday futures and best bets. Get you out of here for the weekend. Brahim, how are you feeling about week four?
0: I'm feeling good. I mean, it's the NFL season. we all here trying to make some money. because Cash rules everything around me. That's the only thing that matters. Last week, we did pretty well, so we're going to try to keep the train rolling.
1: All right. Well, before we get started, don't forget to download our award-winning app. If you haven't done that yet, you can track all of our picks there, Make sure to turn on notifications. Raheem and I are betting live bets sometimes so you can get those in real time and get those picks in right away, get the best of those lines. All the articles on uh, betting, fantasy football, and everything there as well. As always, odds today are from BetMGM, the official odds provider of the Action Network podcast. All right, let's get down to business with some of the big injury news of the week. Let's get down, let's get down to business so let's get down let's get down to business so let's get down let's get down to business Raheem you're noticing uh same thing as me the Panthers 3-0 and 3-0 against the spread but uh the injury they're starting to catch up with them a little bit
0: oh yeah without a doubt I mean I'll- Everybody's going to talk about the injury to Christian McCaffrey, but I think the real concerning injuries are on defense. You're missing cornerbacks, J.C. Horn. You're missing Miles Hartfield, You're missing Justin Burris. The strength of this Panthers team has been their defense, their first in EPA can play, their first in success rate. They're allowing just a 35.6 success rate. But when you really dig into the numbers, it's come against the New York Jets, the New Orleans Saints, the Houston Texans. They got to go deal with a Cowboys team that's explosive, Scoring 30 points per game, first in total success rate, first in dropback success rate, and rushing success rate. So, those injuries are a real problem for the Panthers.
1: The Panthers are number one in DVOA against wide receiver twos. And that's JC Horn. That's the job that that rookie's been doing. He's out now. They're number 29 against wide receiver ones. So, you, we're keeping that corner in there. We, we traded for the Jaguars guy, Henderson, who I don't know if he'll play yet, but probably won't be ready. It's a big drop off. And this is not the team, the explosive Dallas offense you want to be facing with that. I do think the McCaffrey injury does matter too, because, you know, we downplay running backs a lot. But if ever there is a team where this matters, it's the one where you've built your entire scheme around the running and the passing attack. Like they use him so much. And now it's Sam Darnold and Chuba Hubbard. So good luck with that. That's a big drop off. So definitely the Panthers are a team to be careful with. Uh, the Colts are a team for me that I'm just, I, I just can't bet them right now. Carson Wentz is just constantly injured, already sprained both of his ankles. He couldn't move at all last week. Like, guy could not move in the pocket. There was articles all this week from beat writers talking about like how bad it looks and how he's maybe at 50%, but they don't have anyone to turn to. Quentin Nelson is still hurt on the offensive line. I think he's their best player. Darius Leonard is probably the best defender. He's hurt. Quiddie Pay, the rookie uh, pass rusher, he's hurt. So some of these guys are probably going to play through. The Colts are 0-3, so they sort of have to keep going for it. But I, I just – I don't know how to bet on the Colts right now. They're underdogs in Miami who I don't like, but uh, the way that Indianapolis uh, it has so many key injuries right now, I just don't know
0: if I trust this team in any way. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they're also – and seven players practice yesterday. That's Jack, Jack Doyle, Eric Fisher. He was out for rest. You had – Darius Leonard, like you said, you had Kawhiti Pay, you had Brendan Smith. It's it's just like the injuries on this team are, are a real problem. And obviously, we spoke about Carson Wentz. He's banged up. He's Larry Holmes' status at this point, Flavian and sick. He's a far shell, of who he used to be. And he's going up against a Miami defense, which has forced a turnover in 25 straight games. And we all know how turnover-prone he is. So this coach's team is a real problem. Actually, I'm looking to back Miami. I actually put them... In one of my contest picks so we could actually move on.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, what's your other big uh,
0: injury watch this week? Look, the Arizona Cardinals, they're in a world of trouble. They got problems all on the offensive line. You got left guard, Justin Pugh, right guard, Justin Murray, and right tackle, Kelvin Beecham. They all miss practice. They're really struggling. This is not ideal for a team facing their second straight road game against a defensive line led by Aaron Donald. This Rams defensive line is ninth in ESPN's pass rush win rate. So this is not going to bode well for them. Look, Sean McVay has dominated this team. The Rams are 8-0 against the Arizona Cardinals since he's taken over in 2017. And when you look at this Cardinals team, look, they've, they played the Titans defense, 26 in EPA per play. The Vikings defense, 20th in EPA per play. The Jaguars defense, which is 29th in EPA per play. This Rams defense, I know people have talked about how weak it is, but they're 10th in EPA per play. So this is going to be the best defense that the Cardinals have faced, and you're doing so with three offensive linemen banged up or hurt. They may or may not play. That's, that's concerning for me.
1: Yeah, it's a big problem. Uh, Aaron Donald, we probably don't need to tell you how good Aaron Donald is. Three-time defensive player of the year and like historically awesome Aaron Donald, future hall of famer. Not the guy you want to be facing when your offensive line is, is in trouble. Kyler Murray has been a magician, but I, I do worry that he's still, there, there's still too much of just Murray make something up. Kyler go save us. And it's harder to do that when you've got Aaron Donald in the backfield all game. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on in a matchup of a, two three and 3-0 teams this week, one of our big games. But let's go ahead and get to the picks. So, Raheem, how are you fading the public this week? It's time to fade the public.
0: We're going to fade the public with the New York football Jets. Look, I know it's ugly. It's uglier than a masterpiece sneaker, but that's what NFL betting is. Sometimes you got to roll with it. Look, the New York Jets, they come off a of 26-0 Shut out loss against the Denver Broncos, and things haven't gone well for this team. They're scoring 6.7 points per game, the 32nd in EPA per play. But when you dig into the schedule, they've placed they faced probably the toughest slate of opposing defenses this year. They face the Carolina Panthers, New England Patriots, Denver Broncos team, that, teams that rank first, seventh, and third in defensive EPA per play. But things get a lot easier against this Titans team, which is 26th in EPA per play and giving up 28 points a game. Crowder should be back this week. The Titans, they're dealing with injuries. The A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, neither might play. I'm looking at this game as a game in which Zach Wilson could have a coming out party. And then when you look at the fact that A.J. Brown and Julio Jones could be out, this Jets defensive line is the strength of their defense. And they're 10th in rushing EPA for play. So they could slow down Derek Henry a little bit. When you look at Mike Vrabel, he's just 12 and 17 as a favorite so they tend to play down to their competition. I don't know if you guys remember last year, there were seven-point road favorites against the Cincinnati Bengals, lost that game outright. Also, according to our bets last database, teams calling them a shutout loss are 58, 44 and 5. That's 56.9% against the spread. So it's plus seven and a half. This is has some positive expected value. There's we actually seeing this get bent down. There's some sharp money on the jest. We're seeing sevens pop up in the market. There's not a lot of seven and a half. Actually, I think all the seven and a halves just got chewed up just now. So you want to grab that seven before it gets to six because this is a sharp play.
1: Yeah, I think that the matchup really plays to the Jets' favor. That run defense—the one good thing that they do against Derek Henry—is key. The Titans have also been awful in the first half. Their their numbers across the board have just not been good, and that's a little bit I think Derrick Henry, you know, starting to wear teams down late in the game. But that's where that run defense really comes in. So. Yeah. You mentioned the shutout loss. Another thing from action labs that I saw teams that have an average scoring margin of negative 14 or worse. So basically teams are just getting blown out that the public has just decided I'm out. I can't bet the jets. They're terrible. I can't bet them anymore. So the jets are at minus 16.7 teams in that are 14 or worse are 143 and 94 and three against the spread, which is 60% winning percentage. So that one's good for the Jets. That one matches Atlanta this week as well. It's just, it's these teams that look so terrible that you just can't conceive of how to bet on them. And that's exactly why we have to bet on them. So it's a great spot, I think, to to
0: fade the public on this one. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Let's get into your all-day parlay. I know you got some good picks in there, so let's get into it. The all-day parlay. You did not have to do that. You're forcing something in there. All-day, all-day, all-day.
1: Yeah, we got close last week. We hit two of our three. So this week I'm changing things up a little bit. We're doing still an early afternoon, a late afternoon, a night game. This week, what I want to build around most of all is the one pick I feel best of this week. That's a late afternoon Seattle Seahawks money line pick at plus 125, not just to cover, but to win outright against San Francisco. I think the Seahawks are just the better team there. Uh, Seattle is underrated. They're one and two right now, but I am definitely not out on this team. The Seahawks offense has been awesome. They're number two in offensive DVOA. The team is averaging 7.4 yards of play right now. That leads the league by a huge amount. They're over a half yard ahead of second place. <laughs> like we give teams four downs to pick up 10 yards. Seattle takes four downs and picks up 30 yards right now. That's three first downs out of their four downs that we're giving them. Shane Waldron, the new coordinator there is really opening things up and especially DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. They're going to be a big problem against this 49er secondary. We've talked a lot about them. Jason Brett is out for the year. They're banged up all throughout the secondary. Even the guys they're signing are getting banged up. Josh Norman is out. Now the defensive front seven is in trouble. San Francisco has their injuries have just really, really piled up and it's something in the water out there. Like it's here we are again with the 49ers. Uh, but Seattle has dominated this team. They've won a 13 out of the last 15 against San Francisco. And another thing too, is that short underdogs, Seattle is a three-point dog on the road. Short underdogs this season are 11 and five against the spread and 11 and five straight up. So they are covering and they're winning when they do it. So Seattle at plus 125 is is my anchor. That's the one I want to build around. Because of that, I'm going a little softer on my early pick. I'm going to pick the Cowboys, but I'm just going to take the money line. That's at minus 200 right now. Cowboys are against the Panthers. We talked about that matchup earlier. Those injuries for Carolina are problematic. That defense for Carolina, number one, but they've faced the Jets and Jameis Winston and the Texans. So I'm not so sure I'm ready to just decide. The Panthers are an awesome defense Uh, Dallas has been number one on first down. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard have been the two most efficient running backs in the league at Football Outsiders. So they are getting in good position. They're they're running early. They're putting themselves in a position to succeed. So I like Dallas a lot there. If the line gets down, it's been dropping this week. If it gets down to minus four Dallas or lower, I might think about switching to a cover there. But I'm just gonna take the money line minus two hundred. Same with the parlay is that since we're playing multiple games, we're going to get those odds up anyway. And then the last one, we need a night pick. We are going to come back to this Bucks-Pats game in a little bit, but my play for that one is the first half under 24. Uh, So I'll tell you why in a little bit, but those three games together is at plus 534. So even with that minus 200 in there, the big money line for Seattle helps even it back out. This is a good one. We're going to to hit our first all-day parlay, $100 $100 gets you back, $634
0: at Bet MGM. I'm feeling it this week. Well, I really like the Cowboys. I think I discussed that earlier, so I don't need to go back into that again. But I'm not going to lie to you. I came into this week, and I really love Seattle. But, you know, last week I actually picked the Vikings, and the game got over the Seattle Seahawks. And one of the reasons why is because the problems with the Seahawks offensive line. They lost their starting center, Ethan Polk, in week one. He had just a 49.4% pro football focus grade. And his backup in Kyle Fuller is terrible. Like, he's downright abysmal. He just has a 46.1% grade pro football focus. He has a, a blocking grade of just 29.4, which is 29th out of all 33 centers. And then also, they lost right tackle Brandon Shell. We don't know if he's going to play this week yet, so you guys need to look at the practice reports. But he has a pro football focus grade of 68.1. And, you know, when you start dropping down to some of those backups, it's really concerning because you're going against a defensive line with Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa. So, you know, I read a stat the other day. It actually said that Russell Wilson hasn't lost three games of his career, his whole career, ever. You know, that makes you want to back Seattle, especially with, all the, the problems in the secondary with the 49ers, Jason Barrett being out, Josh Norman, like he's going through it. Like I think he, like he had probably one of the most violent injuries I've ever seen. If you read his, if you actually read the, the practice reports and Emmanuel Mosley hasn't really done much to help the secondary, but I'm a little worried about the, the, uh, the money line and even The two, three points that's on the spread for me, I I think it's a good teaser leg, but I'm not so sure Seattle was as safe as I thought it was initially.
1: Yeah, I mean, nothing is safe. Look, it wouldn't be a plus one twenty five if it was safe. So you got, you know, scared money don't make money.
0: Scared money don't make money. You know,
1: I think that the offensive line injuries are offset by that San Francisco defensive front seven. They've got all their injuries as well armstead both of these guys aren't really healthy anyways so we don't even know if they'll play or how much they'll play and we just don't get too many chances to bet on russell wilson as an underdog russell wilson coming off a couple of losses Uh, i I just i'm willing to believe in a quarterback in the spot if if all else seems equal so i like seattle there we'll go for the win and see how it comes out i know you've got seattle in a teaser that we're going to come back to later but before we do that. Let's get to our Take Me On game of the week.
0: Who's saying you want a piece of me? Bring it.
1: Oh, I'll bring it. Don't worry. And there's no game that we could choose otherwise than the game, the big one Sunday night that everyone is talking about. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, Rob Gronkowski. Brady is back in New England to take on Bill Belichick and the Patriots. For the first time, probably the only time, like Brady, I don't know, maybe he'll play another decade or two, but this is probably it. This is our chance. Sunday night football. The Bucks are seven point road favorites. Our total is at 49. Raheem, what is
0: your read on Bucks Patriots? OK, first thing I notice about this game is I mentioned it last year, last week, excuse me. But teams are passing 77% of the time against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. We all know about the issues in the secondary. They signed Richard Sherman this week to go along with Carson Davis, Ross Cockrell, Rashad Robinson, Dee Delaney. Obviously, you got Sean Murphy Button on injured reserve. Jamel Dean is banged up. So this secondary is a little weak. Teams are also passing 68% of the time on early down. And while the New England Patriots have a 64-36 pass-run ratio, they're just 28th in passing success rate, 27th in passing play, EPA per play. So I don't know if – like, first things first, I'm not calling this guy Mac Jones. This guy's name is Michael McCorkle Jones. (laughs) Like, you don't get a cool nickname the way he's playing. So are we sure that Michael can actually – capitalize on this buck secondary and i'm not sure that's the case like we saw last week he struggled against the saints i know the saints have a little better defense but this buck's defensive line is still an issue and for me this is one of those games where we saw brett Favre go back to the to green bay and take them into the deep waters and drown i think last week was a letdown spot for the buccaneers and i think I'm gonna be honest with you. I know 97% of the public is all over the Bucks, but sometimes the public wins too. I think Tom Brady goes out there and takes this team into the deep waters and drown them. To me, this is the Spurs after Kawhi Leonard left. That magic around Belichick. To me, without Tom Brady, this guy is—you <laughs> could pick a coach out of the deck. It's like as great as Belichick is, you gotta have a player. So he's Jeff Fisher status at this point.
1: Oh, man. You just called Bill Belichick Jeff Fisher. That is so disrespectful. I mean, gonna, what does he, what what what
0: he do without Thomas? Like he's I said, him, like, like I said last week, Tom Brady is like Alonzo from training day. You give him 18 months, he'll give you a career. He's been doing it his whole career. You don't have the players like he, he Jeff Fisher status right now. He's losing he's his
1: fastball. You give Tom Brady the best weapons in football, a good offensive line, a great defense and a great pass rush. Then yeah, he's going to do pretty well. That's what we (laughs) gave Tom Brady last year. We even gave him Florida retirement home so we can settle in early. We took away bill Belichick's team. He had all these guys missing from COVID. Come on. Let's not make big (laughs) career conclusions on these guys from one year. This is the spot I think for Belichick to get back. This is the game, you know, This dude, Bill Belichick, the guy who eats, sleeps, and breathes football has been waiting for two decades for this game, for one chance, one, to play defense, to scheme up the defense and do something to attack Tom Brady. Nobody knows Tom better than Belichick. No one is going to have the defense better than he's going to have his defense ready. And the secondary in New England is very good. So I think that they can match up with Godwin, Evans, Brown, Gronk, as well as anyone can, New England secondary is number four in pass defense, DVOA. They're number 28 in rushing. So the way to beat New England is to run the ball. But can Tampa do that? And will Tom Brady do that? Or is Tom going to show up all proud and ready and try to light up his his coach? I think that Tom's going to be throwing. He can break the all-time career passing record this game. So you know he's going to definitely want to do that in New England. And that plays right into New England's hands. So look, how many times... Have we tuned in to one of these Belichick games? Think about the recent games that, that the Patriots have played against, you know, the chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, one of these high flying offenses. Think about the the Patriots against the Rams. We tune in and we're like, okay, here we go. How are we going to slow them down? Suddenly it's like, oh, it's, it's six to three and it's halftime. How how did, where did the first half go? We're just, we're we're over. oh, Oh, it's, it's the fourth quarter. And man, that explosive offense has barely even been on the field. They've only had six possessions so far that, oh my goodness, the the Patriots defense and Belichick, they've done it again. Here we are again. Here's the Belichick numbers. As an underdog all time, 27, 13, and a one against the spread. That's a 68% rate of covering and covering by almost a touchdown, 6.4 points and 23 and 18 outright as an underdog, which is a 41.9% ROI. And I know, I know, that includes
0: a lot of Tom Brady games. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's the stats without Thomas? Like we need to know without Thomas because Thomas is, I don't know, Thomas is carrying carrying the show over there.
1: I just we we've seen how many times have we seen this Belichick defense? Belichick has has coached up defense probably better than anyone in NFL history, and we know that he finds a way to slow these offenses down. That's why in the all day parlay, that's why I love the first half under under 24. That's a lot of points. Just keep it low. Keep it close. Give my guys a chance. I agree. I don't trust McCorkle. I don't know if the Patriots offense are going to find a way to score enough points. They're going to have to score some because the Bucs aren't going to score three like the Rams did in the Super Bowl against Belichick. They're going to find a way to get some points. So is that because the Patriots forced a turnover? Is it because they pulled off a special teams play where there's a real advantage here for New England? I don't know, but I know that I trust Bill Belichick and calling him Jeff Fisher. I'm going to send this podcast to Bill Belichick. He's going to listen to it. He's going to be like, yo, that Raheem dude called me Jeff Fisher. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? So I like New England plus seven in this game. Uh, I love that the line got to seven. It's going to get past that too. I think it's going to get to seven and a half because everyone, everyone is betting on Tom Brady and the Bucs. One other one that I, that I'm eyeing a little bit I don't know if I'm ready to bet the Patriots money line. However, at BetMGM, you can bet win bands. Tampa Bay to win by one to six points. So that is to say Tampa Bay wins but doesn't cover is at plus 310 right now. So that's the scenario where Belichick keeps it close. The defense keeps it close. It's close late. But here we go. Tom Brady in prime time against the the Patriots in New England, driving down for that late game win. I kind of like that. That narrative pays off for me. What do you think about that one?
0: I'm not mad at that. I mean, I think one of the things that you got to look at, too, as well, is that odds makers aren't moving this number at all. Ninety seven percent of the public is all over Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I'm inclined not to really get involved with the seven. But I do think this is a great teaser. leg. you definitely want to add this to the teaser because Thomas is not losing this game. You know that, right?
1: i am not putting this in teasers belichick absolutely can win this game thomas can belichick lose. is not on the field
0: it doesn't <laughs> matter
1: it doesn't matter he's gonna act like he is all right let's go back to the future friday futures i'm from the future then tell me future boy
0: what kind of a future do you call that
1: and this week at, at Action Network, I did an article on the 3-0 and teams. We have five and 3-0 teams right now, the Broncos, Cardinals, Panthers, Raiders, and Rams. And we know historically about 76% of those teams since the merger make the playoffs. Since 2013, that's down to 67%. It's not great. Two out of three make the playoffs. That means one out of three of these unbeaten teams don't make the playoffs. So that number is probably a little bit misleading because we got the extra playoff spot now. But my future this week is I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals to miss the playoffs at plus 125 at bet MGM. So here's the reason why I'm fading the Cardinals. I've got a bunch of them. They, they have one overtime wins that easily could have been a loss against Minnesota. Their key wins against the Vikings and Titans. Eh, not that exciting. Those teams are not looking as good as we thought that they were a while ago. Kyler Murray has been absurd, but can't stay that way forever. Kind of reminds me of what we saw with Russell Wilson last season where the regression was bound to come. Arizona still can't run. They still can't stop the run. And at some point, especially as the weather gets a little worse, that's going to catch up to them. There are also some super unsustainable numbers on third and fourth down, uh, especially offense and defense. The Cardinals defense is like historically great on third and fourth down right now. We know that that number historically is, is not sticky. Those numbers regress to the mean, Arizona has been great in the red zone. That's another area that should regress. And of course it's the NFC West. We've got really tough teams in that division. And then the big reason, the big reason why I love to hate on the Arizona Cardinals, even after the three, 0 start, you know what we call them around here. Cliff Kingsbury. Have you? Cliff Kingsbury, the worst coach on a good team right now. Cliff Kingsbury is by far the worst coach in the division. We're going to have six games still. Arizona has to play all six division games against good teams, playoff teams, and he's going to be the worst coach by a huge margin against Sean McVay, against Kyle Shanahan, against Pete Carroll. And every year, Cliff Kingsbury has made it like a Thanksgiving and after tradition to just run his teams collapsing into the ground on life support. Somehow this guy comes through again the following year and has his job back again, but they just finish year after year. He's got horrible finishes season after season. The Cardinals, I don't think that they're going to be a sure thing to make the playoffs like they look. The schedule gets a lot harder. They have to play all six of those division games. They still have the Browns, the Packers, Cowboys, and Panthers. That's 10 tough games, and it's 10 games that they're going to have probably the worst coach And they've got some real problems on the O-line, running the ball. I'd put them a little lower than 50-50 to make the playoffs. We're getting plus money to miss the playoffs at plus 125. So Raheem, I know that you and I were both against the Cardinals early, but now that they're 3-0, have they won you over or do you think that's a decent play?
0: They haven't completely won me over just because of the competition level that they played, as I mentioned earlier on. I also think the Rams are the, the spot here. I know I gave out. The Cardinals plus six early on in the week. But I think at this point I'm on the Rams minus four and a half. I'm buying out of that wager. I'm going to try to hit a middle there. But when I look at this Cardinals team, I mean, obviously you have some problems on the, on the offensive line right now. Cliff, I mean, we saw last year, this team looked good until Kyler got hurt. So we haven't seen a full season with Kyler and DeAndre all healthy at the same time. So I'm not totally out. And I also think there's some problems in the rest of the division. I think Seattle's really in a bad way right now. They can't stop anybody. At this point, they can't score in the second half. The 49ers are really struggling with injuries. So I'm a little skeptical on this one. I'm not going to lie to you. All right, fair
1: enough, fair enough. Well, let me throw out just a couple other futures, two that we've talked at length about in the past. So you can find my articles about them online. But the number is still good. Dak Prescott to win comeback player of the year is plus 135 right now. In what world is Dak Prescott, quarterback of America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, as good as they look and as good as he looks right now, in what world is he not winning comeback player of the year? Get your money in on that while it's still plus money. Tom Brady, plus plus a 1,000 at some books for MVP. I'm still loving that one. Those are my other futures. I'm sure we'll come back to those. Raheem, what other best bets do you have before we get out of here?
0: Actually, I gave this out on a radio show I do. 96.6 96.6 in Orlando, actually gave out that plus 135 to win comeback player of the year. But also, I think you also need to be taking that plus 1,200 to win MVP. When you look at this Cowboys team, they're clearly the cream of the crop in the NFC East. And then when you look at, obviously, the NFC West, those are teams that are going to beat up on each other. The NFC North looks kind of weak. This is a team that could easily finish with the best record in the NFC. As far as my best bets, I like the Ravens. If you listen to the hot read the other day, I gave you all the reasons why. Look, the Ravens right now, you look at this, you look at this Denver Broncos team. <laughs> they've been dominating, but winning about 16 points a game, but they've played one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. Jets, Jaguars, Giants. Now they got to come back and face a Ravens team. They got injuries to Bradley Chubb, KJ Hamler, Jerry Juby, Ronald Darby. That's all gonna come back to bite them this week against this Ravens team. Ravens got a lot of good news on the injury front. So I really like them in this spot. Also like a teaser with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I like the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Seattle Seahawks, they're going to keep this within nine. The Chiefs should be able to win this game. There's a teaser video up on the Action Network's YouTube page and the social media page. So check those out. That's that's my picks for today. I think if you want to take some Rams, minus four and a half, you want to wait for that line to get down even more, take it. But I think those are my three.
1: I'll just say, be very careful out there with those teasers this week. I think we've got five teams that are seven or eight point favorites that you're just dying to tease right now. We've got the Jets and Giants as underdogs. We've got Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin as underdogs. We know they've historically been both very, very dangerous as dogs. These underdogs have been very dangerous all season. So I'm going to be very careful with my teaser plays this week. Uh, But that is going to wrap it up today at the Action Network podcast. Make sure you download the Action Network app and please rate, subscribe, and review the podcast. Check out Stucky and Raybon's full slate preview and NFL betting guide six-pack if you haven't yet. And Raheem and I will be back first thing Monday morning to run through all the action from week four. For Raheem Palmer, I am Brandon Anderson, and this has been the Action Network podcast. Enjoy your weekend.